everyone, and welcome to Good and Glory with Britt Coburn. I'm really excited to spend some time with you. Today, I'm going to start by telling a story about me that leads into what we are talking about scripturally. So, here we go. I was homeschooled growing up, and my mom, being an extreme extrovert, did not want to homeschool alone. So she put an ad in the paper to start a homeschool group. This is probably telling of my age since she put an ad in the paper and social media had not yet been created. This ad resulted in an amazing lady who was incredibly talented in music. This lady, her family, and my dad and mom instilled a strong love of music in my soul. I've played the violin since I was eight, and I started singing when I was six. In college, I led worship for Campus Crusade, and I've been on church teams for years. There was a season in my life that due to some hurt, I kept my musical abilities a secret. I recently saw a post I made on Facebook about five years ago that said something along the lines of, I want to play strings and do vocals for a band like the Civil Wars. My worship leader from church commented, do you sing? And I completely ignored her. After three years at the church, I had allowed them to know that I played violin, but I kept singing to myself. I started praying about two and a half years ago for the Lord to give me a friend who played guitar. And I would come hang out, and I could sing and have an outlet for that form of music. The Lord heard my prayer and raised my request to another level. My worship leader called one random day and said, Britt, I think I remember hearing that you sing. We're incredibly short this week on singers, and I'm going to trust that you really do when you say you do. Would you be willing to sing on Sunday? I agreed, and when I arrived to practice and got through one song, she exclaimed, Wow! You do sing, and you sing harmony. I don't have to have the sound guy turn you off today. I now find myself as assistant worship leader at my church, and it's been a stretching and growing experience. All of this leads me to talk about the importance of worship. This season, the Holy Spirit is really teaching me that worship is where the spiritual battles are won. When we worship, something happens in the spiritual realm. We release what isn't ours to hold on to and hand it over to the one true God who will always win our battles. Let's look at 2 Chronicles 20. Here we find Jehoshaphat and his army being attacked. Our friend Joe, as we're going to call him, was afraid, so he sought the Lord for advice. The advice the Lord gave was to fast and pray. So Joe called all of the people together, men women, and children, and they prayed. I recommend you go and read our friend Joe's prayer in 2 Chronicles 20, 5-17. At the end of this time of prayer and fasting, the Lord promised to deliver the people. They just needed to stand back and watch. So the people fell down before the Lord and worshipped. Pay attention to the fact that they fell down and worshipped here, and we'll come back to it later. So let's pick up in 2 Chronicles 20.20 and see what the battle actually looked like. Early the next morning, they marched out to the wilderness of Tekoa. When they were ready to march, Jehoshaphat stood up and said, Listen to me, you people of Judah and residents of Jerusalem. Trust in the Lord your God and you will be safe. Trust in the message of his prophets and you will win. He met with the people and appointed musicians to play before the Lord and praise his majestic splendor. 
As they marched ahead of the warriors, they said, Give thanks to the Lord, for his loyal love endures. When they began to shout in praise, the Lord suddenly attacked the Ammonites, Moabites, and men from Mount Seir, who was invading Judah, and they were defeated. The Ammonites and Moabites attacked the men from Mount Seir and annihilated them. When they had finished off the men of Seir, they attacked and destroyed one another. So let's break this down. Our friend Joe leads his people to the battlefield and then tells them, trust in the Lord. He then sets up a worship team and they march and worship. Their act of worship led to victory. They didn't have to raise a hand in battle. Rather, they had to raise their voices in worship to the one true God, and victory was theirs. In 2020, the Holy Spirit keeps telling me over and over that worship is where the battles take place. When we worship, things happen in the spiritual realm that we cannot see nor understand but we can feel them. We can feel a shift in the atmosphere. We can feel a shift in our spirits. I think that Satan wants to keep us distracted and out of community worship because he knows how much power is behind it. He knows that when the people of God come together and worship, we develop a power and become forces that cannot be reckoned with. Joe discovered this power. They didn't have to fight at all. The three armies defeated each other, and the people of Judah just sat back and worshipped. I can tell you honestly that I can change my attitude faster than anything just by turning on music, standing in my kitchen, and singing at the top of my lungs. I lift my hands in surrender and just praise the one who made me. Sometimes I have to stop and laugh when my children walk in and give me a weird look. But more times than not, they join me. An important side note here for parents. Do not keep your relationship with Christ private from your children. Let them see you worship. Let them see you read scripture. Show them through your actions, the importance of a deep relationship with our Creator. If we move forward to 2 Chronicles 29.30, we meet Hezekiah as he is consecrating the temple. Scripture says, King Hezekiah and the officials told the Levites to praise the Lord using the Psalms of David and Asaph the prophet. So they joyfully offered praise and bowed down and worshipped. This is a marvelous example of what to do when you don't know how to praise. Praise does not have to mean music. We can exclaim our praise to the Lord. Spoken word is so very beautiful. When you are stuck in a rut and don't have the words to say to praise, when your hearts are heavy and you can't find the energy to praise, turn to the Psalms and declare the words loudly. A good place to start would be Psalms 145. Let's look at the first nine verses. It says, I will extol you, my God, O King. I will praise your name continually. Every day I will praise you. I will praise your name continually. 
The Lord is great and certainly worthy of praise. No one can fathom his greatness. One generation will praise your deeds to another and tell about your mighty acts. I will focus on your honor and majestic splendor and your amazing deeds. They will proclaim the power of your awesome acts. I will declare your great deeds. They will talk about the fame of your great kindness and sing about your justice. The Lord is merciful and compassionate. He is patient and demonstrates great loyal love. The Lord is good to all and has compassion on all he has made. I struggled with cutting this down to nine verses because all 21 are so full of beautiful praise. Reading and declaring these words helps us to realize that we are not the center of the universe. We are a blip. We are a blip called to bring an understanding of Christ to those who we come in contact with during our time here on earth. It helps us to realize that our problems are not bigger than our God. He already knows the solution and he already has everything worked out to bring us good and him glory. When we worship, we win. We surrender our thoughts. We hand the power over to the Lord. We make space for Him where we were trying to do it all alone. This year has contained so many things that have filled us with fear. There are still so many unknowns. And when we try to calm our fears in our own strength, guess what? We fail. We need to use the Levites as an example. They were facing battle and possibly death. Even their leader was full of fear, but they fasted and prayed and then fell down on their faces in worship. When I look back on how long I kept my worship private and under lock and key due to hurt, it pains me to think of the years I allowed Satan to win. He kept me blinded to the power that using my gift to lead worship had. Worshiping corporately has brought me healing. I can look back at the pain I went through and laugh. Honestly, I can laugh. I laugh because it was so stupid of me to allow human opinion to make me believe I was unworthy, untalented, and uncalled. I allowed Satan to use someone to direct my focus on inward pain and self and keep me from worshiping in a way that moved my focus. My focus should have been on Christ. It should have been on making sure he received all of my praise. This hurt even distracted me from worshiping fully alone in a pew. My mind would wander to how much I missed worshiping with a team. I would wonder if I was good enough. I would beat myself up for being so insecure. I was never fully focused on Christ. Satan is a jerk. He distracted me from the one thing that ultimately brought me healing. How is he distracting you from worship? What is he doing to keep you from fully letting go and bringing praise to the creator? Today, I encourage you to find time to turn on music really loudly and sing your heart out. I will put links in the show description of my five favorite worship songs for battle. Or, 
open up your Bibles to Psalms 145 and quietly declare praises to our God by reading what David wrote. Then allow God to take those situations that are holding you back. Allow Him to bring healing, mentally or physically. Allow Him to take control of situations that you are too tired to carry any longer. He is ready to make all things work for your good and His glory. To close, I'm going to read Psalm 19. I encourage you to close your eyes, if you're not driving, and worship through listening. The heavens declare the glory of God. The sky displays His handiwork. Day after day, it speaks out. Night after night, it reveals His greatness. There is no actual speech or word, nor is its voice literally heard. Yet its voice echoes throughout the earth. Its words carry to the distant horizon. In the sky he has pitched a tent for the sun. Like a bridegroom it emerges from its chamber. Like a strong man it enjoys running its course. It emerges from the distant horizon and goes from one end of the sky to the other. Nothing can escape its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect and preserves one's life. The rules set down by the Lord are reliable and impart wisdom to the inexperienced. The Lord's precepts are fair and make one joyful. The Lord's commands are pure and give insight for life. The commands to fear the Lord are right and endure forever. The judgments given by the Lord are trustworthy and absolutely just. They are greater they are of greater value than gold than even a great amount of pure gold they bring greater delight than honey than even the sweetest honey from a honeycomb yes your servant finds moral guidance there those who obey them receive a rich reward who can know all of his errors please do not punish me for sins i am unaware of moreover keep me from committing flagrant sins do not allow such sins to control me. Then I will be blameless and innocent of blatant rebellion. May my words and my thoughts be acceptable in your sight, Lord, my sheltering rock and my redeemer. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me today. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a review where you listen to podcasts. I also ask that you share this podcast with your friends and family. If you think they need to hear it, share it. I would greatly appreciate it. You can find me on social media at Good and Glory Podcast. Please give me a follow. Until next time, may the grace of Jesus be with you.